You're listening to Money Shots, a weekly podcast where one recovering shopaholic and one very rational financial expert talk all things money. Hey guys, welcome to episode 9 of Money Shots. Hello. Um, today we're going to debunk boomer financial advice. So, I know a lot of us go to our parents for financial advice, right? But the truth is that we face very different financial problems and opportunities compared to them back in the day. So, today we have a very special guest that we have invited to join us. And she's a boomer at her most prime. Primus. Primus. Is that a word? It's Auntie Sarah. And um, we're very glad to have her today. She's a very busy woman. So, let's... Is Give it booming? <laughs> Give it up for Auntie Sarah. Hi, Auntie Sarah. Hello. You you want to introduce yourself first? Okay, I'm Auntie Sarah. A lot of people call me Salah. <laughs> but I don't think I'm Salah, okay? But you can just call me Sarah. Don't call me Salah. Yeah. Oh. So a lot of people disagree with what I say, la, I tell you. But especially actually for this Aquis and this Zui. La, you always, always disagree with me, la, I tell you. Hey, so, that's the reason, okay? Don't listen to Auntie Sarah. Yeah. No, I tell you, listen to me. I come with so much experience. You all want to listen to this two? Okay, like, okay. More experience. <laughs> because study experience. <laughs> okay, lah. Anyway, since Auntie Sarah's uh, experience is fuck notes, right? Then, let's ask Auntie Sarah. What financial advice do you have for us today? I tell you, uh, investing very dangerous. Like, I don't even know why uh, every people now investing. Uh. Chris, you tell me. Uh, like that time you asked me to invest also. Right? You asked me to put my money aside, right? Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. also tell me got risk. Ma. Yeah. So, uh, well, I don't know why I talk to auntie also. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so in the past, people tend to associate risk with losing all of the money. But that is not true. Because with investing, there is this financial concept called diversification of your portfolio. So it's inevitable that no matter when you invest or how much you invest or where you invest, there'll be a certain period of time where you'll sustain some loss. Like for example, right now, because of the COVID-19 situation, all of the stocks are actually dropping a lot by by like maybe up to 10% or even more. So this is actually a natural cycle of investment. It's inevitable that you'll definitely lose money. But this risk is okay because in the bigger picture, as long as you are making a gain, a substantial gain from now until later, it doesn't matter what happens in between. The fluctuations, we don't care about it. So investing, yes, it carries risk, but it's not as dangerous as what you think, Auntie Sarah. Huh? So you say that it's safe? La. Okay, it's safe, la, but then, so with every investment that we do, it's important that we have the time horizon for it. So Auntie Sarah, you boomer, you're too old for investments already, la. What? <laughs> I got a lot of money one, okay. You don't play play, I tell you. <laughs> okay, so to debunk this myth, generally as, as a person grows older, they should be taking on less risk. Which is why it's very widely encouraged that for all of us first jobbers, when we're just starting out in our 20s, we take on as much risk as possible because we have the time horizon to ride out any drops in the middle. Lah. As long as from point A to point B, we gain like a 20-30% return, then that's okay already. Whatever happens in between is fine. 
Okay, never mind. You very lost, so I tell you, ah, you more lost than me, ah. Auntie, but you more lost than me. If other people want, ah, just go to you, ah. I tell you, I ask you another question. I have a lot of friends, ah, tell me say insurance agent ah, cannot trust one. Confirm gonna scam. I tell you, insurance is a scam, ah. And this insurance, ah, if I sick, I go hospital, I won't pay one. Only my medicine and medicine will pay. Wow. So for the first part, Auntie Sarah, you are right because in the past there isn't so much regulations. So actually, as time went by, with all the uh, unethical things that insurance agents have been doing in the past. Actually, MAS pick up all these things. Most people don't realize that from between now and last time, right now there's actually so much more regulation that is governing insurance agents and what we do. So actually, all of our actions are being closely watched. And there's actually this thing called a balance scorecard framework where an agent, if they make mistakes along the way, right, or if there's a certain thing that they do that's unethical, clients and customers can actually make a complaint and investigation will be done. And over time, if, if the investigation shows that it's actually a real mistake, there'll be like this thing called demerit point. Lah. Then if enough demerit points are accumulated, the agent will actually lose his license. So right now, it's not as bad as what you say, lah, Auntie Sarah. So how I know whether this agent got license or not? Huh? If this person come to me and say he's an insurance agent... You say, what is your, where is your license, lah, Mr. Insurance so Agent? So if the, if the guy give me a card, tell me, give me a name card, is that a license? Okay, so even for name card, it's very strict. The name card that we use and give out cannot be designed by ourselves. It's actually designed by um, the insurance company. What if he give me this name card, but actually he cannot fire? Then he still keep the name card, then he reuse. But if he cannot fire, he can't, he can't do the application for you anymore. You cannot buy from him. Okay lah, you know what lah, I make it easy. If people want lah, just go to you lah. You, <laughs> you haven't gonna fire ma. Yeah. So next time people just go to you lah. Okay, okay. Then another thing ah, Zui, you haven't talked right. I tell you, you go and you must go and get a uni, another uni degree, get more degree better, then you can earn more money. Then keep all your money in the bank ah, I tell you. Uh, I already have one degree, by the way. Uh, it's a double major degree, but it's from a private one, university. You need, university. More, you need to study more, I tell can you. Can private university can or not? Cannot lah, you must go to SMU, NTU, NUS, I tell you. You ah. haven't been at one of those, right? Go there. Go hey, wait, I now. disagree. Firstly, I want to go, I also cannot go because I'm stupid. <laughs> Secondly, I don't think you have to get a uni degree then can earn money. Eh. Like our friend here, Ms. Mr. Christopher Tan, right? He dropped out of uni eh, to be insurance agent, but he's earning not bad, I would say. And yep. I have another friend, oh, her name is um Sarah Tan. <laughs> Not you lah, not you, not you. Yeah. Same name but not you. Oh. She also never go uni but she's doing quite well. So I think that it's not a must to get a uni degree that can earn money. Eh. A lot of people now um are starting on their own businesses fresh out of poly. No, I tell you the best ah, is to work in the bank. Work in bank you make more money. Why? Because all my friends tell me say work in bank make, make a lot of money ma. Not true lah. Actually I think that the money that you earn is proportionate to how much... Uh, time you put in also because okay. I know a lot of bankers who work fucking long hours mm. and they do earn a lot but that is something that you have to sacrifice your time if you want to earn that much money la. it's not like they work 4 hours a day and they get that amount what? I disagree eh? I feel like the amount of money you earn depends on the value you bring so I feel that you don't need to have a unique degree to, to show that you can bring value especially now that with technology yeah. I also want to agree in that my husband you pay, pay me more money I... I have a lot of value at home. <laughs> I have a lot of value at home. My husband will pay me more money. I tell you, you need increase my allowance. Then, ho, Auntie Sarah say, must keep all the money in the bank. Eh. What do you think, eh, Chris? Okay, so that is a definitely no, no. Auntie Sarah, please don't do that anymore. Okay, Why so, so in the bank, other than your 
uh, special accounts like DBS multiplier, OCBC 360, where you fulfill like a certain condition and up to a certain amount, like maybe 50k, you get like a higher interest rate, like maybe up to 2%. But beyond that, your bank interest rate is actually only a, a small amount of what? 0.05%? But it's safe, ma. my money will always be there. I know I can take out anytime I want. Okay, so this goes back to the original advice you gave, ma. That you think that as long as there's risk, means everything will be lost. But that's not true. You still can take on some risk, but you won't be losing all your money. At the same time, at the same time, you'll be able to make your money grow. Because if you were to leave your money in a bank account, you're actually losing the value of your money every single year. You know how how I make my money grow or not? I tell you my secret. Ask my husband give me more. <laughs> hey, Auntie Sarah, I ask you this question. Uh, you tell me honestly. If you have $20,000, right, uh, then you put in a bank, right, then you take uh, back the same $20,000 uh, because the interest rate is very low, uh, let's just say. Or you want to take back uh, $30,000? I want more. La. La. So, correct, ma. Oh, and there's this another thing called uh, inflation rate, right, as we all know. And actually, the bank's interest rate is lower than the inflation rate. So, if you look at it that way, right, the money that you put inside the bank is actually decreasing every year because the inflation rate goes up. But I tell you, uh, auntie, uh, only, only uh, one safe because uh, insurance company uh, can close down. Bank uh, never will never close down one, I know for sure. What if uh, the insurance company close down? Uh, then my money go Is it Chris No worries. But for bank, bank also can close down. Because if we look at the 2008 financial crisis, there was actually a very, very big bank that closed down and they are famously known Sorry. as the Lehman Brothers. Uh. So, I don't know who's yeah. Okay, so the Lehman Brothers is a very big bank in the US that nobody ever thought would collapse. But in the 2008 financial crisis, because of the whole subprime mortgage, all that kind of nonsense, they actually shut down because they lost so much money. And in fact, during that time, many other big banks also almost collapsed also because they just lost too much money over the crisis. So it's not true that banks are very safe because the money that you put with banks, they will take it they will do their own investments to generate revenue for themselves. So, if you have the money that's assuming that the banks are able to do well on their investments and return the money to you, but if the if the banks are like the Lehman Brothers, they make a wrong financial decision, your money can also be lost. Oh yeah, never mind, never mind. I tell you, bank closed down, never mind. I have my kids. My kids will young more. My kids are, will pay for my retirement. My kids not working already, so they give me money, money allowance. Huh. Kids not affordable, eh? I'm Like my kids, ah, last time I asked them to go and do part-time job. <laughs> they study. So ah, I don't give allowance, they, th- they earn their own allowance. Huh, I think that that's the problem with a lot of boomers nowadays, is that a lot of them don't have proper like retirement, plan. retirement plans and they really... um. I have my retirement plan, it's my kids' money. Yeah, la, like they depend on their kids to give them money when they're older. Um, and they think that like having kids, right... It's like, oh, I brought you up for so many years. Now it's your turn to repay me. Repay me, and I think that's really a very different mindset that we have now. Um, I hate to use the word, but like millennials have now, mm. because millennials now everyone is planning for their own retirement. Like, um, and a lot of us, I would say, are still savage generations. Like, we still have to, um, plan how to take care of our parents while at the same time planning our own retirement. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it is very hard on us now, you know, yeah. Auntie what? Sarah. We my, must we must take care of our parents, then we must take care of ourselves because we don't have our parents yeah, our my, children. My to kids worry. are very filial one. My kids are very filial. They everyone give me money and I know they work in office job, ah. So uh, Joey ah, Joey ah, you must like be like my kids, ah. Don't go and do your freelance thing, ah. I don't know what you call it, I tell you. Huh? You go and find proper job, ah, and then your parents, ah, I know your parents very well, we very close one, I tell you. Jackie, ah, Jackie very close to me, huh? I know Jackie, Jackie also say you freelance, freelance, freelance. Go and find a company, give you CPF, I tell you. If ah, you cannot find company gives you CPF, you tell auntie. Ah, auntie ask Jackie, give you CPF. <laughs> no, actually, I think a lot of boomers think that freelance got no career progression eh. CPF, my dad CPF also now. tell me my dad also tell me to like he really got tell me find proper yeah, job yeah Jackie also keep talking to me I tell you but the thing is what career progression do do you all want me to have because if I freelance I'm my own boss ma, I career progress to the top become the boss then eh, you at one go shot. open the company ah. you open but Jackie tell me so you don't want to open company no ma must have some uh, progress in the business, then you can open a company, ma. Hey, but anyway, talking about a CPF, right? Doesn't mean that freelancers have no CPF, huh? It just means that we put in our own CPF money. I got, I got own CPF money, yes. You really or not? Yes, CPF is very important, so I still put okay, in. Okay, okay. Then you quiet, quiet, quiet. Okay, so on this point, right? I, I think people need to understand what CPF is about and why the government put CPF into the framework for every Singaporean. So at the end of the day, CPF is still simply a lifelong annuity plan. An annuity plan just means that it's there to provide you a monthly income for the rest of your life. So the government will implement this for all Singaporeans because if the government if Singaporean government doesn't do that and if Singaporeans they don't have the discipline to set aside a sum of money for their retirement through a lifelong annuity plan. That means with Singapore's aging population the government of Singapore will have a huge problem because we won't have the finances to go and take care of every single old person out there if they don't have their own retirement plan for. So at the end of the day, even as a freelancer, Joey, like even if you don't have CPF, as long as you do proper financial planning through other plans, you can still be able to sustain your retirement. It is not necessary to have CPF. CPF is just to make sure we don't have a huge financial problem in the government's hands. No la, Jackie and I, ah, we only ah, just worry, Joey, ah, ah, next time I ah, want to buy a house, ah, BTO, ah, now BTO very popular, I tell you. If you, she want to buy BTO, ah, how she buy? Her CPF got enough money or not? My CPF got enough money, by the way. Ah, really? Ah? Joey, I'm yes. proud of you. I'm proud of you. You got you go and tell Jackie. Ah. I tell you, Jackie very well. <laughs> anyway, I, um, back to the career progression thing, right? So, I, my ex-boss actually wrote this article on Medium and about um, how working for other people, like why it's bad. And she mentioned that when you are working for other people, right, you are chasing someone else's dreams. That's it's true. like you are paying, you're putting in your life to pay for someone else's riches. And I really agree with that. And that's why I decided to come out and do my own stuff. Because I just don't feel any fulfillment anymore um, in terms of like working for people because it's not my own dreams and it's not what I want to achieve and sometimes you have to sacrifice that and do some things that you don't agree with just for that monthly paycheck and I think that um, because I'm still young right I should come out and do my own stuff and if, if it fails yeah so be it at least I'm young and I can start anew but Zui yeah, we very worried leh. me yeah, Angie yeah, and Jackie yeah, very scared ah. what if we don't know what you want money got enough money or not 
we very scared. And Jackie and Angie tell me, uh, every day they come back home, uh, 12 o'clock, uh, you don't like lying on the sofa, <laughs> I tell you. How come you must reveal my sin? You lie on the sofa, right? Yes. In the morning, uh, they see you at the sofa. At night, afternoon come back. At night come back, you also at the sofa. No, Never no. Move one, that's a lie, that's a lie. Okay, at first I thought like, is it I very lazy and got no discipline? Because everyone is working and then at 12 noon right I'm still sleeping and I only wake up at like 1pm right Ayoh. but I realised that it's not the case because it's just that I work different hours from everyone else but everyday I still put in 8 hours of work like everybody else we everybody work from 9 to yet. 6 right but I work from 1 to 9 okay. so technically it's the same thing I even work late, later than that I work till like 1am 2am so I don't feel that I'm very lazy now like, actually it's just that I'm not a morning person though and it's just that now I have the privilege to wake up at my own time and do my own thing. I don't have to follow anyone's rules. Yeah, do it. I tell you, I hear all this uh, from my friends. Uh, and my friends uh, tell me, uh, confirm correct one. So many people tell me, like, it's not just Zui, your parents, uh, not just your parents. Uh, I tell you, uh, Chris, uh, his parents also tell me. I tell you, y'all don't know only. I'm very close to all your parents. Uh, I tell you. <laughs> I really don't know. Suddenly, <laughs> she's very close to all her parents. <laughs> Scary. Hey, anyway, I think huh, this whole word of mouth thing is the reason why we shouldn't like 100% trust our parents for financial advice. Wow, don't trust parents. Uh, y'all, I tell Jackie. Hey, tell Jackie. Lor. Jackie also won't listen to this podcast. Oh. <laughs> but I tell Jackie you say this because I hear now. No, the thing is right. Last time, like... I think there's no internet previously, so they like to like spread like spread cheese, spread here, spread there. Then they'll just believe what everybody says. But the thing is that now they still do this, but there's no way to validate those advice as facts. Yeah. So instead of trusting them hundred percent, uh I think we should still respect them lah, but there is a need to go and um, verify the info. Yes, and go and cross check to see what whether what they say are accurate. And like this whole word of mouth thing is just I don't think it's very good. Eh? I mean, with, with so much information Still fact out check there, you know, time. information is all out there to allow us to do our own verification and fact-checking. So there's there's no need to really like take every... Yeah, every it's so easy to go and do a search, you know. You know, correct. Another thing uh, I tell you too, very important I tell you. Don't go at any house sign up credit card, I tell you. Uh. Sometimes I, I got two. Sometimes I go down, I got two. How many you have? Two. No, I tell you, uh, every time I go down Orchard Road, uh, then this person, that person, uh, this girl, that guy, uh, come to me, uh, ask me sign up credit card. How to trust like that? Where got, where got bank, uh, send people outside like that one and ask them to apply credit card. Hey, but it's always see. people your age that gonna Auntie different. Auntie smart. Yeah, auntie smart. Auntie name Salah but never Salah. Auntie no. Eh, I think this whole credit card thing, we did an episode on it already lah, huh? Maybe Auntie Sarah, you go listen to our credit card episode. But she don't she don't take loan really bah now. So actually if she don't have credit cards, okay. She will still need to take a loan lah because Auntie Sarah you so Auntie Sarah got I got my kids to take care of me. So I would say, would you say that like um, boomers, uh, a lot of them don't believe in credit cards, but at their age, actually, there isn't really that much of a need to get a credit card? Not necessarily, la, because... Okay. No, what I'm trying to say is that they don't believe in credit cards because they don't need it. But we are young and we need, we have loans ahead of us and we need it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you should give your parents sub card la, if you are capable enough, let them spend... But yeah, we did an episode on this already and a credit card is needed if you're going to take loans in the future. I mean, it's not the only requirement when you're taking a loan but it will really help. 
It's all to do with the credit score thing. Mm. No and need, no need. I tell you, your youngsters ah, uh, your now working ah, uh, although zui ya uh, freelance ah, uh, tell you ah, uh, just save money. Your zui, you freelance, you save very little money, right? Why ah, uh, always save so little money? Jackie got tell me say you always go out, go and nim jiu ah. You like to nim jiu, right? Come back home ah, uh, can smell that jiu wei the wine ah. Uh. Then I vomit you in the toilet. Color, uh, red wine, red uh. color. <laughs> huh? Yeah, she would like to, and I'll spill my secrets. Eh. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, my parents also always say like I save too little, I should save more, I should save more. But do you think it's because they don't really have a grasp on like the rising cost of living? I feel like it has more to do with like a survival mindset mm-hmm. where in in the past, resources are more scarce. Income is also not as high as right now. So th- there is always a survival mindset that we must always save for a rainy day. I mean, this is something that we hear from our parents all the yeah, time. Yeah, but the now. thing is, back then, income is not as high as right now, but cost of living is not as high as right now as well. So, they think they think that, wow, you earn so much now, but they don't equate it to like, wow, things are so expensive now. True lah. Yeah. I mean, especially for, for housing prices, because... I have a story to share. Okay. My grandfather, I guess he's a boomer. Is he a boomer? What the? He's not a boomer lah. He's like a boomer's boomer. Uh, before Boomer. But anyway, before he passed away, right? Because he very old liao. So, yeah. um, he, he saw the Cirque du Soleil, Soleil on TV, the advertisement. And he said he want to go at least once before he die. Yeah. So, we like, wow, very poor thing. Eh. He said like that. Let's bring him. Let's bring him. Yeah. Then I said, okay, Akong, you want to go? We bring you go. Then he asked how much one ticket. Yeah. Uh, then I didn't tell him that it was like $300. La, because he must fund Roma. He cannot see properly. Yeah. <laughs> he thought it was $7. <laughs> Oh, that is a Why you all spend so much money? Uh? I tell you, uh, save more money. This money, uh, go and have fun, go travel, go cruise. Uh, I tell you, go cruise, uh, go tour. Uh, I tell you, Taiwan tour, uh, go uh, Taichung. Very good, very good. Huh? Actually, a lot of people around our parents' age really like to go tours uh, or cruise. Cruise. Uh. But it's not actually very financially savvy. Uh. Like, what do you mean? Because you don't save on anything. Like you can't, you can't budget for the trip based on your own budget because you you pay for a package and you do what other people like do. Okay. And then they always try to upsell you when you're on a tour. Like they'll bring you to a souvenir shop. Mm. Then they bring you here to buy things, bring you there to buy things. Mm. And I think that's the reason why a lot of millennials don't like to go on tours. True. Yeah. I, I, I agree that there's a super boomer thing that uh, they like to go on tours and let other people plan for them. I feel that that is because uh, Auntie Sarah, Sarah. Not you're Sarah, <laughs> not Sarah. <laughs> it's because you don't know how to use the internet. To plan lah. Yeah, 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 I yeah. got my son <clears throat> I mean, there's also like a myth debunked because um, it's actually not that financially savvy to go on tours or cruises. Like the packages don't actually make you save a lot. Yeah. Don't help you to save. So, I mean, if, if I think a lot of us already know this, but if you want to save money, then don't go on tours lah. You have to plan your own trip. Yeah, it's much easier because you. because when we plan our own trip, because we, as we know now for for most tours, things like your accommodations are usually at hotels, but if we were to plan plan our own tours, we can like book Airbnbs. I think the experience could be the same or even better at like a fraction of the cost we were to use at a hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is something Auntie Sarah wouldn't know how to find out. Auntie Sarah, you know what's Airbnb or not? Auntie Sarah don't know Airbnb, but Auntie Sarah know this thing. My son. Oh, so everything. My son, ah, uh, help, help me with everything, one. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 
I guess we would like to thank Auntie Sarah for joining us amidst her busy schedule. Thank you, Auntie Sarah. Thank you, Auntie Sarah, for all your advice, and we will take none of it. Okay, bye bye, Auntie Sarah. Okay, bye Auntie Sarah. See you never. Okay, I think as a conclusion, right? Um, a lot of parents think they know it all, regarding insurance and investments, and we can't really blame them because they have lived a longer life than us, ma. Yeah, it's kind of like um your uh older colleagues like giving you advice on like oh how they navigated the workspace and everything and although they it's true that they have a lot of experience but I would say that we cannot be too naive. I think you need to think through the advice that people give you all because at the end of the day, people are giving you advice based their own ex- based on their own experiences based on their own personality. Yeah. So that may not necessarily apply to you in a specific situation. Yeah. So I think we shouldn't be lazy. Whatever advice that we get and whatever information we receive from our parents or the older generation, make sure that it is current, up-to-date, and is easily verifiable through a simple search on the internet. Yeah, I mean, from my personal experience, my dad likes... Lo- okay, my dad loves giving me advice for every single thing. Hmm. He also tells me don't go and do freelance, must have a job, the money should put where, then after uh, buy when can buy him condo. And it's very important to me to respect my parents, yeah. but it doesn't mean that I will take that advice. True. So in front of them, I will say, okay, okay, okay. Out of respect. Out of respect, but... I will still, you know, because I know I have my life sorted out, like I have already planned for things and yep. they are not going to stop me from doing what I want to do. La. So I will say in general, like you should still respect your parents because you need to understand that what they are doing is out of love for you. Like they they are worried for you and they want you to be, you know, like better than them last time. Yep. They probably think that like, oh, I've been through so much to like um, bring you up and it was so tough on me. And so you need to do this, this, this. Don't repeat my mistakes. You should, you shouldn't do what I did. You should do do this instead, yeah. so that you can have a better life. But yeah. a lot of the times, like they are okay, they are doing it out of love. But there are a lot of statistics out there that you also need to go and see to see what are the facts, ma. Yeah. Correct, correct. Just because I I realized that a lot of parents when they give advice regarding like investments, insurance, even is very colored and tainted by the experience from from the previous generations. But I feel that we have gone very far from where we used to be in terms of investments and insurance. And at the end of the day, while we take uh, advice or like financial advice from our parents, we need to bear in mind, while not being rude, that our parents are actually not professional financial advisors. What they are giving is based on what they get from their previous financial advisor, for example. So if the previous financial advisor is good, then okay, like, the information can be more trustworthy. Or unless your parent is an actual financial advisor, then I would say you can listen to them. True lah. Because at the end of the day, I think a simple analogy would be like, if you need legal advice and if you're being sued in court, would you go to your parents for legal advice? You wouldn't lah. Unless your parent is a lawyer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, and I will say like, there's a high chance that they're not lah. Yeah. But they'll still advise you regardless. Yeah. So I will say, um, do your due diligence and do your research and uh, always fact check. And it's not disrespectful to them if you fact check because they don't have to know. Because even so, at the end of the day, it's your own life. Yeah. And if the par- if the advice your parents gave you turn out to be wrong, and then your life ends up in perils. Yeah, it's not where you want to be. Are you really gonna blame them because you are the one who chose to take the advice and and not do your duty lah? Yeah. Okay. I think that's all we have for today. 
uh, I hope that we have debunked some boomer myths. Myths, boomer myths that maybe some millennials still believe in. Yeah, correct. yeah. So we have to thank Auntie Sarah lah. She really gave us some really good myths today. So which are not true. Yeah, myths are not true. Yes, that that's what myths are. Myths <laughs> are facts. Come okay, on. they are debunked. Yeah. So. If you have any questions about any financial advice that your parents have given you but you don't know if it's true or not and you want to find out but you're too stupid to go on to and search on the internet. I'm just kidding. Uh, you have no time to search on the internet. Then you can ask us. We'll help you answer them. Yeah, correct. And Chris, with his absolute professionalism, mm-hmm. will debunk all those myths as well. Yeah, alright. So I guess this is it. Yeah, thanks for listening. And thanks, guys. Please look forward to our next episode. And also, um, follow us on our socials, please. We are trying to get our numbers up. Yeah, self.finance on Instagram. Facebook and self underscore finance on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.